Hello, deadly people. Welcome to Rising, Thriving, and Vibing Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Tipwin, a digital creator, entrepreneur, and a deadly auntie. This show is about healing, humor, and deadly vibes. Here to rise, thrive, and vibe together. Hello, friends. I'm glad you're back for your weekly dose of deadliness. So I'm set up in my room. I'm sitting here on my lawn chair. I got a slush with me because it was mad hot out today. We were chilling in the 32 plus Celsius, but it was so hot today. It made my building hot and it just, I'm sweating it out right now, but I got to get through this. I had to turn my fan off my AC just so like there's not much background noise. Anyways, I got my slush and I have my Cree themed jar and I'm ready to get started. Alright, stewardess! So what's today's episode about? Today I want to talk about lateral violence, especially as an indigenous content creator. I want to talk about what it is how it affects indigenous people, and some behavioral signs. And today's Cree theme is numbers and money. I have about four more words left in this jar, so I think I'll be picking out two words instead of one for today's episode. Updates. I went to Beardy's powwow this past weekend, and there was quite a bit of people compared to last year. That's what I noticed there. And it was such a jamming powwow. Oh, I was just loving the vibes there. Like, it was such a great time. I even seen some TikTok friends. I seen some TikTok fam. Man, it was nice to see some faces I haven't seen in a while. The last time I probably seen some familiar faces was probably at a social gathering or a different powwow. But man, it was good to see some faces. And I even made three collab videos three TikTok videos. So we pretty much just did them all in one take. And that was that. Usually like when we make TikTok videos, we'll do more than one take. We'll have at least up to three takes. But this one, like we were all just busy and just like going our separate ways. That was like our only chance to do those TikToks. So that's why it was like just one take. But it was so fun. Like it was fun. Bloopers. And also some content. So if y'all want to check them out, check them out on my TikTok. I actually only have two on TikTok. On my TikTok. But there's also another one on a different account. I wish I was able to see some more faces, like my other TikTok friends. But I guess, I don't know, we were just all too busy living our life and just watching, walking around, or just being with our family. I didn't get to see, like, the other people that I wanted to see. But I seen who I seen. And that was good. I loved it. Oh yes, another update is next week, I'll be off to my first youth conference. I'm so excited. I'll be going with Scott Ward, Dakota House, Cody Coyote, and Pookie G. They are part of the Going Miles program, and I got invited from them, which is pretty deadly. Anyways, Going Miles strives to motivate, inspire, lead, empower, and transform our youth to succeed. 
So Going Miles will provide laughter and learning to complement frontline workers and counselors in the community, assisting youth to develop positive attitudes and self-esteem in their personal growth and inner development. So I'm like, wow, it just goes with what I do. I was like, I always talk about mental health and healing, humor, and all this stuff. And people reached out to me what I wanted to do. And it's part of my bucket list too, so that's pretty cool. It's a deadly opportunity for me. I'll be taking part in speaking and be helping in the content area of filming and interviewing. I'm just looking forward to an amazing time with amazing people. This was one of my bucket list goals, to be a motivational speaker and to travel. And I'm actually doing it. I already had a few speaking gigs at the beginning of the year, and now I'm going to my first youth conference. That's out of the city. That's, that's in another reserve. Did I finish my presentation? No. Am I going to finish it? Yeah. I've just been practicing the first 30 minutes of my presentation, but I'll eventually get it right and make it to at least an hour. Anyways, I'm mad excited because it starts next week and it's already, oh my gosh, everything is so close. Whew. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm just changing everything to excitement. That's how I'm feeling. All right, let's get to it. I'm going to ask my main question. How are you healing today? And if you're a first-time listener, what I mean by that is, what are you doing to take care of your mental health, either from today or from this past week? For me, I'm healing by going outside to a park and doing some cardio. I haven't done a workout in quite a while Or I actually haven't even done a workout outside for quite a while. I was jumping rope, one of my favorite things to do, and just jamming to some powwow. I posted on TikTok and I finally shared that I'll be joining the powwow circle again. The last time I danced was probably at the beginning of my teen years for teen category. I used to dance traditional, like women's traditional, but it never felt right to me. I used to dance jingle prior to traditional, but assuming because of my weight during that time, I got moved to traditional. I always felt a connection to jingle and to dance jingle. So I'm pretty much starting over with my regalia. All I have is my traditional regalia, but that was from when I was a teenager Depending on how busy my schedule gets, I just might have to find a beater to see if they want a big project coming up. Or I might just have to learn myself and do everything myself. If I have time, but lately I've been kind of busy, kind of not busy, but I haven't even started like practicing beating yet. So we'll see. Everything will work out as it should. I'm also healing by sharing that I actually want to start dancing again. I was always so scared to even talk about it because I didn't want to get judged. But the more I get out of my comfort zone, the more I heal and grow as an individual. 
It's just crazy on how scared I used to be about letting others know that I want to start dancing again. I used to be a traditional dancer, as I mentioned before, and people assume that I'm going to dance traditional again. And I'm like, no, I'm going to be dancing jingle. Or I'd be like too scared to even share it because I'm like, what if they make fun of me because of my weight still? But that's still in my mind, right? And it's just hard to break out of when you grew up with being judged by your family, by people, by your community. It takes a toll on you where, you know, it impacts you to your adulthood and so on until you actually break that cycle. And that's what I want to talk about today is lateral violence. So how I'm going to do this episode is I have four questions picked out and I'm going to go through a fact sheet from the Native Women's Association of Canada explaining what lateral violence is. And I'll also add a little bit of my parts in each question as well. Or if I even need to add any, I'll do that. Alright, let's move on to questions. First question, what is lateral violence? According to the fact sheet from Native Women's Association of Canada, they define it as, unlike workplace bullying, Lateral violence differs in that Aboriginal people are now abusing their own people in similar ways that they have been abused. It is the cycle of abuse and its roots lie in factors such as colonization, oppression, intergenerational trauma, and the ongoing experiences of racism and discrimination. Through these factors, Aboriginal people now become the oppressor and within the workplace or community, They now direct abuse to people of their own gender, culture, sexuality, and profession. In other words, instead of directing their anger at the oppressor, these workplace or community aggressors now direct their anger at their own peers or community members. That is lateral violence. It's hurt people hurting their own. Next question. How does it affect Indigenous people? Lateral violence is a learned behavior as a result of colonialism and patriarchal methods of governing and developing a society. For Aboriginal people, this has meant that due to residential schools, discrimination, and racism, Aboriginal people were forced to stop practicing their traditional teachings of oneness. As a result of this trauma, Some Aboriginal people have developed social skills and work practices which do not necessarily create healthy workplaces or communities. Since many Aboriginal people work in environments which may predominantly Aboriginal, these practices mean that Aboriginal people are now causing pain and suffering on their own people. This is an effect of intergenerational trauma. It's a learned behavior coming from colonialism and patriarchal methods. And as mentioned, as the result of this trauma, people develop social skills that aren't healthy, that was passed down by their parents and that was passed down by their parents, how they talk to each other, how they showed love to each other. For instance, I grew up in a family where we judged each other where it was passed down to judge one another, especially in my community too. It's very, it's very high in communities, lateral violence. 
Anyways, it was passed down to me and I just like started noticing how judgmental I was and how like rank judgmental I used to be. But now that I'm like learning how to work on my own shit, I'm starting to judge less and less, which is good on my part. But now I observe my own family or other people and it's crazy how that's our normal. That's the cycle that we grew up in and Sometimes people just stay in that cycle until it's their time to leave this earth. Or when you're actually shown what healthy is, it's unfamiliar, it's uncomfortable. Like, it's not normal. As indigenous people, they laugh at people at doing, like, healthy things. And then when you do get laughed at, you just go back to it. You go back to what's familiar because it's safe there. That's what you know. And that's like the impact of lateral violence. It's a cycle and it's a hard cycle to break, especially when indigenous people grew up with it. And it's a continuous thing until it stops with that certain person that wants to break that cycle. Next question. What are the behavioral signs of lateral violence? Lateral violence takes on a number of different toxic behaviors. And it is any action that is meant to discourage or make a person feel bad in the workplace or community. Some behavioral signs are nonverbal intimidation. So that's raising eyebrows, making faces, or eye rolling. Oh, this is so popular in indigenous communities is the nonverbal intimidation. You ain't saying anything, but your body is, your face is. I can see it. I can feel it. Um, Obvious name calling is another one. Sarcasm. Ooh, this is the one I struggled with so much before. I used to be such a sarcastic person, but I was only sarcastic because I was hiding behind a mask. I wanted to be tough. And that's just like an example of the lateral violence here. That's just a behavioral sign. I'm like, damn, this all connects. Some more signs include blaming, belittling a person's opinion, making up or exaggerating scenarios, making snide comments and remarks, making jokes that are offensive by spoken word or email, using put-downs, gossip. Gossip is so huge in Indigenous communities, online and in reality. All different communities have their own cliques of gossip. And it's crazy because it's just a common thing that people do nowadays. And it's so hard to break out of. For me, it took me a while to break out of like gossiping. I stopped like gossiping in work. was probably a year ago. A year ago now when I started. No, whole lot. Two years now. Had to be two years, hey? No, it was a year and a half. Okay, so about like a year and a half ago. I was at work... I was just tired of like hearing the gossip and just being part of the gossip crew. And that was the time where I just like snuck away from the staff and I just started to hide myself from the staff because my workplace, if anyone was ever like around on my socials during that time, like in June, probably before then of 2021, I was in such a toxic environment, a work environment. Like it was crazy how lateral violence took up most of the space rather than just like doing our work doing our actual job lateral violence was always in the way and 
management could not control it. It was crazy. Majority were Munyao Suk, white people. And the minority was probably indigenous people. But we also worked with majority of indigenous children. So it was very common in that workspace to be gossip, to talk a lot of shit, to say whatever you want because people had privilege in that workspace. And it's just, oh, I'm just glad I'm out of that workspace, honestly. Um, what else we got? Ignoring, excluding, or freezing out people. Whew, this happens in like workplaces, actually, or even just social media. Actually, it's like everywhere. Another one I want to bring up is complaining to peers and not confronting the individual. Oh, I see this all the time where when a person gets tired of another person or is annoyed of this certain person, they'll go to another person and go talk shit about that person because they're annoyed of this person. It's a cycle I see on social media where you'll see people make TikTok videos about a certain person and they'll say their opinions of this person that they don't like and why. Then you'll see other individuals creating the same thing that's backing up this other person. But sometimes there's also false information given and it just causes a big conflict amongst each other. My last question, why does it happen? Lateral violence happens when individuals have endured oppression, suppress feelings such as anger, shame, and rage. Eventually, these feelings manifest in behaviors such as jealousy, resentment, blame, and bitterness, and they are directed toward their Aboriginal people, their Aboriginal community. As many of these people have been victims of abuse, these behaviors are usually used to manipulate, dominate, control, and diminish others. Regardless of their issues, the behavior is not appropriate and no one should be the target of someone's unsolved issues. So pretty much, people take their feelings out on someone else when they don't know how to cope with their own shit. Hurt people hurt people. Simple. And it's just, how can we heal from this? How can we heal from our own trauma ourselves? For me, it's always talking about it being accountable for your shit and taking that responsibility and owning up to it that's a step to healing to deal with that shit see if you see someone participating in lateral violence from one of the behavioral signs that i've talked about say something say that this isn't right say okay i see that you're feeling some type of way but let's Use this pain and focus on yourself rather than the other person. There's always a way to work on yourself to help yourself. It's just finding those resources on what you can use and what you can apply to your own life. I want to talk a little bit about me being on social media as an Indigenous content creator. I've been on social media for about two years now and I do see changes coming from my own community members coming from family and friends where jealousy comes in the way blaming bitterness there's always that one person that says that i'm acting too good or i'm too good now but 
I'm just dealing with my trauma. I'm healing from it. How is that making me better? Is it because I'm finally leaving that cycle that I, did, that I don't want to be part of? But it's just a thing that we grew up with, right? That's that cycle. That's that thinking of lateral violence. It just caught me off guard because it was a family member that said that. And I'm just, no, I'm taking care of myself. I'm doing what I can to be a better me. I'm trying to break out of this cycle. I'm trying to heal for my future, for my future kids, my future family. All right, let's move on to Cree word of the week. So I have numbers and money for the Cree theme. Let me shake it up. So for this week, I'm going to pull out two words. All right. Oh. All right, I got two of them. The first word is, or the Cree word of the week is, Sunyao. Sunyao. Money. Sunyao. Money. That is the first word. The second Cree word of the week is... Newa mittano. Newa mittano. 40. Newa mittano. 40. And that is Cree word of the week. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will catch you all on the next episode. Thank you to those that listen. I appreciate you all. If you want to stay updated, please give a follow at Rising, Thriving, and Vibing Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Stay deadly, and I'll catch you all on the next episode.